Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Time for school. Rock school with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. I'm six foot four, mm-hmm. two hundred and forty pounds. It knocked me on my back. Oh yeah. And and we're an hour north of right. New Orleans. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, cooking along in the year 2015. This is show number two of our two-for-show for the brand new year 2015. What we call the cocktail show. Trying to tell you all the neat little things that you can, I guess, inform people about right. when you're at your cocktail parties like on Mad Men. We've already <laughs> finished the first three. 1955, 1965, 1975, and things that happened on those dates. Right. 60 years ago, 50 years ago, and 40 years ago. So in this show, we're going to start in 1985, which would be... 30 years ago. The mathematics just fly out of my head. So, (laughs) names. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Monique Gregoire. Let us begin with 1985. Here are things that happened 30 years ago from this brand new year, 2015. Mm -hmm. So, January 1st, VH1 goes on the air. Do you remember VH1? Vaguely. I loved VH1 because, although I didn't dislike MTV, Mm -hmm. MTV was beginning to start running half-hour and hour-long shows at that Uh, point in time. And, you know, videos were becoming a secondary thing to them. (laughs) VH1 not only ran videos, but very, very few commercials. Mm -hmm. And they ran all kinds of little music trivia things in the middle of this and that. It was really very nice. January 8th, Mm -hmm. the post office released the Elvis stamp after all the buildup. There was a fat Elvis stamp and a skinny Elvis stamp. (laughs) The skinny one, it would have been Elvis's 50th birthday. Uh January 28th, after the American Music Awards, at the A&M Studios, Quincy Jones grabbed everybody from the American Music Awards. And they recorded a song written by Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson. We are the world. I do remember that. I remember that quite a bit. Right. MTV actually was there to film the recording of it, and it became the video. One Still per- made fun of, I think. I, I think so. <laughs> and on top of that, one person was invited but did not come. Oh, who was Prince. That? Oh. Right. And MTV made fun of him, as did Saturday Night Live. They re-recorded mm-hmm. the song as I Am the World, <laughs> sung by Prince. And here's the one we're going to play. April 1st. And what's funny is because it happened on April 1st, people thought it was a joke. David Lee Roth officially quits Van Halen. Makes the announcement. And again, because it's David Lee Roth, sure, you're quitting, Dave. That that was your response, wasn't it? Yeah. April 1st. Oh, yeah. I get it. (laughs) Funny. Cute, Dave. He had already released Crazy from the Heat, his little AP. It was at number 15 on the charts, and he was already working with his solo band of Billy Sheehan, Steve Vine, Greg Biswinette. His first two albums are going to go platinum, and huh. it was he's going to bury Van Halen. That's oh, what yeah. I thought. He's going to bury these guys. Mm-hmm. Who is going to sing? Sammy Hagar comes out, and 
it was just, you know, a star is born story. Yeah. Van Halen goes wham through the roof. David Lee Roth fizzles. I like every one of his solo albums. Right. Even the ones that everyone says stink, I like them. But it just one up, one up, and one went down. Mm-hmm. So Van Halen, over, done. Until not too long ago, but there for a while. Man, was it a fight. <laughs> David Lee Roth with Van Halen for April 1st, 30 years ago in 1985 when he officially quits. Van Halen on Rock School. You know what I should have announced first? What's that? I should have announced this. This is going to be your last show it is. for a very long time. Yep. What is was six to eight weeks? How long do you get for maternity leave? About six weeks. About six I weeks. I would take eight weeks if I had it paid, but you know. Are you really? You don't get paid for maternity leave? Um, you have to get paid. They can't just I send you home. With, they can't send you home <laughs> with a baby and then not pay you. <laughs> I've Come accumulated on. all of my sick time and vacation time to be able to take the six weeks. Okay, so you, but you're going to get paid yes. over that. Yes, going to say. Literally, I have worked every holiday imaginable. I would. So think. I can save my time. But if you hadn't done that, they would send you home without any pay. Mm-hmm. There's that something happens. not right about that. That happens. My job's protected. Wow. Well, that's the, that's yeah. the FEMLA, isn't it called FEMLA that does mm-hmm. that? Yeah, when my when my daughter came home, I took FEMLA right. to be able to be with her for a little while. Mm-hmm. And all it did was protect my job. They didn't pay me at all to go home and be with my kid. Right. That's Duh. all it is. But you're being well, paid at least. Yes, because, because of the way I worked it out. Okay. But January 29th, you will be able to say whether it's a boy or a girl or... Right, so I'll make a, mutant, a point of, whatever. I'll go on, and a what? What was the third choice? A mutant, I don't know. A mutant? We don't know, what it, we don't know what's in there. We'll her, find out. Her child has antennae. <laughs> so. All right, let's move along here, and I'll make a point of announcing on the show. Yeah, you know, what, absolutely. What do we get, a boy or a girl? The The female name is still Eleanor. Uh, Eleanor. Do we know the boy's name yet? We don't know. We still have Still don't decided. know? Well, I hope it's a girl. <laughs> April 7th, Wham! becomes the first rock group to play in China. They'll play the 10,000-seat workers' gymnasium in Beijing. If you see the video for the song Freedom, you see them in China. Oh, okay. So they were the first one to kick open the door. April 25, Dire Straits becomes the first band to release a CD single. Really? And one of the last. What a waste those things were. (laughs) Do you you remember how, in fact, there's still CD trays that come out. Right. Do you remember, or if you can think about a CD tray, it has that little secondary indent that's in it that's smaller than the big CD tray? Yes, okay. It used to be that you could buy a little tiny CD to fit in the little indent, and that's how they first sold CD singles as little tiny. It was sort of a CD 45. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm still used to singles because we see them at the station all the time. Right. Blech. (laughs) Uh, July 8th, back in 1985, Playboy beats Penthouse to the newsstands with nude photos of Madonna. Her response was, so what? I'm not ashamed. Of course. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) August 14th, Michael Jackson outbids Paul McCartney. To buy the ATV song catalog containing a ton of Beatles music, he paid $47.5 million. Wow. You think, wow, that must have wiped him out. No. Nope. That year, he received a $58 million check from Epic Records. <gasps> Gah! Yeah, Michael Amazing. did okay for himself. And the one we're going to play, September 19th. 
the PMRC. That's Tipper Gore's group that oh, put the sticker on all the things. Uh, yeah. yeah. This was the day the PMRC testified before Congress on the evils of rock music. Mm-hmm. Tipper Gore's husband, Al Gore, right. was the head of the Senate Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committee. Al Gore, <laughs> chair. And they brought in all these people to talk about how bad rock music was in the filthy 15 and blah, 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 blah. And they, you know, if you play rock music backwards, you can hear Satan and your kids are going to be awful. And blah, 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 blah. In came three musicians to talk on behalf of rock music. Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister, who was great. Right. John Denver, who was probably, <laughs> really, John Denver. I'm sure Tipper Gore and the PMRC and everybody thought John Denver was going to go, yes, I think rock music stinks. Exactly. No. John Denver called the PMRC, P, yeah, the PMRC Nazis. Good for him. It was He was fantastic. They mm-hmm. forgot that John Denver's Rocky Mountain High was banned as a drug song when it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> nothing. It's about being at peace on right. top of a mountain, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And the last guy, Frank Zappa, who could quote First Amendment law better than most lawyers in this country. Ah. PMRC got buried, mm-hmm. except the head of the RIAA, Stanley Gordikoff, uh-huh. got scared and caved. That's why we have the tipper sticker. Because we can't make our own choice. Exactly. Frank Zappa, San Bernardino, here on Oxford. She lives in Okay, moving along, coming into the first break, because the two songs we played went for a little while. All right, here are some more things that happened in 1985. See, we can't come out of the break and play one of these songs for you, too. In July of 1985, 30 years ago, Status Quo starts off Live Aid. 16 hours of live music to help with famine in Africa. Yeah. Now, you were, in 1985, you were six, seven years old, Mm -hmm. somewhere in there. I was in college. Uh Missed the whole thing. (laughs) Missed it. I was on the radio. I was working full-time radio. I was working radio. You can't watch television while you're working radio. So I I missed the whole darn thing. (laughs) Uh, It says here, the work raised, the the two pieces of music, We Are the World and what have you, raised $16 million. But Bob Geldof of the Boomtown Rats, Mm -hmm. who was in charge of all of this, said that's not enough. So he set these two concerts up in London and Philly. About 72, 80,000 people per concert. Mm -hmm. Lady Di was at the Wembley show. Mm-hmm. Phil Collins played both shows, flying the Concorde uh-huh. between the two of them. Mm-hmm. The two concerts and the TV audience raised $90 million for famine in Africa. So, wow. I mean, he was given an MBE for doing it, member of the British mm-hmm. Empire, and it was a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I've since seen it in DVDs, but mm-hmm. missed the rest of the darn thing. Did ah! the full $90 million go to where it was supposed to? There's a lot of people who say it was wonderful, and there's a lot of people that say no. Mm-hmm. The problem is once the food and the money got to Africa, then you ran into despots. Uh-huh. You ran into the warlords. Uh, and gotcha. there were stories of the food, enough food to feed everybody, arriving mm-hmm. at the docks, and because... 
fees, bribes, what have you, weren't paid. It sat on the docks and rotted. Ah, that's awful. Right. That's You got into that a lot. Mm -hmm. And none of it's Bob Geldof's fault. Right. He did what he was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But then you ran into that problem. Yeah, the execution of it. Yeah. One more here. December 23rd, Raymond Belknap and James Vance sat and listened to Judas Priest's album Stained Class, specifically the spooky tooth song Better By You Better Than Me. Hmm. They then smoked a ton of pot and -hmm. decided that the song... Gave them the, I don't know what you would call it, the the order. Okay. Made them kill themselves. What? So they went to a park, put a shotgun next to both of their head. They had one shell. Uh-huh. Put a shotgun next to both of their head, pulled the trigger. One died instantly. The other lasted for a short while and then later died of, I believe, an overdose of painkillers. Wow. The families would file a $6.2 million lawsuit against Columbia Records and Judas Priest, claiming that there were subliminal messages inside of the song saying, get the gun, get the gun, get the gun, do it, do it, do it, do it. No. Was it true? Mm -hmm. Uh, No. Yeah. No. And the courts found that way. Oh. So, and and Judas Priest was, uh, you know, brought to you know, Vegas to mm-hmm. stand up for themselves and did. Right. And were found not guilty Good. of all of those charges. So, but you can see why the families did it. It was their children. Uh, yeah. So, we got to take a break. Back in a minute here in Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, let's wrap up 1985, 30 years ago from 2015. Right. December 31st, last day of the year. Rick Nelson was Ricky Nelson, but Uh Rick, as he got older, dies in a plane crash. He had leased a Douglas DC-3 that had once belonged to the DuPont family and then later to Jerry Lee Lewis. Okay. Thing had all kinds of mechanical problems, but he was assured... No problem. It's all been fixed, all of that. Mm -hmm. It crash lands northeast of Dallas in DeKalb, Texas, about two miles short of the landing strip, around 4.15 p.m., hitting trees as it came down, rolling, all of that kind of thing. Uh Seven of the nine occupants are killed. Nelson and his girlfriend at the time, Helen Blair, bass guitarist Patrick Woodard, drummer Rick Inveld, keyboardist Andy Chapman, guitarist Bobby Neal, and the road manager, soundman Donald Clark Russell. So all of them pass away inside of this plane crash, but the big one is Rick Nelson. So we'll play Rick Nelson for you. It's Garden Party here on Rock School. I went to a garden party Reminisce with my old friends A chance to share old memories And play our songs again When I got And it's all right now Learn my lesson well You see you can't please everyone So you got to please yourself Okay, coming out of Rick Nelson and the Garden Party. Let's move along. Mm-hmm. Moving up, 20 years. So right now, these are all things you know. 1995. Are you in college yet? You'd be about 17. 95, I was in high school. High school, okay. Sophomore, so, junior, something like that. Yeah, you got to be real close to coming into college. Mm-hmm. So these are all things you would know. Oh, yeah. 
starting in 1995, January 26, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. the Fraunhofer Institute applies for a patent for the MP3. Oh. It will be granted in 1996. Work had started all the way back in 1987. Oh, wow. I mean, were computers... I mean, weren't they just giant boxes with huge reels of tape Right. back in 87? The industry adopted it as a standard in 1992. It will become the accepted method of transferring audio files on the web Mm -hmm. soon after. Of course, the web, people think the web started in, oh, the 1990s. No, 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 no. The DOD was working on things that were equivalent years, years, years before. It depends on what you consider the web. Mm -hmm. It could be all the way back into, you know, the 1970s, if not before, depending on what you consider the beginnings of the web all the way back into the ARPANET. But there in 1995, that's where the MP3 comes about. In April of 1923, Peter Hodgson, he's nobody in the music industry, Mm -hmm. but He's cleaning out his attic, and he finds a 1959 recording of The Quarrymen on a reel-to-reel that was lent to his father by his best friend in high school, Paul McCartney. And it is, many people believe, the earliest recording of any member of The Beatles. That's crazy. To this day. And here's the one we're going to play in June jagged little pill seemingly comes out of nowhere and is still to this day the biggest debut from any woman really four grammys seven top 40 hits 30 million in sales comes out on madonna's maverick label Uh the problem is you know she couldn't follow up alanis morissette had a second album Mm -hmm. she may have more from then I know. You, you're looking, I didn't she had a know. second album, yeah. Well, you'd know the hit from the second album. It's called Supposed Former Infatuation Junkie. Oh, okay. It no. spawned one hit called Thank You. Remember, thank you, India. Oh, thank you, some other not guy. Not enough to really care. Yeah. But Jagged Little Pill comes out. And what's funny is people think Alanis Morissette just comes out of nowhere. Untrue. She was a little Pop-Tart hit maker out of Canada. Yeah. And when people knew her Mm -hmm. she had pretty fluffy hair and all of that yeah i remember seeing the video clips from star search when she was on star Search. right and then out comes this song from jagged little pill you ought to know where she's mad at dave coulier and she's (laughs) talking about sex in a theater and Mm -hmm. oh what has happened alanis has grown up she's still in the news because of this 20 years ago, this album was so popular. If she never has another hit, we'll all care that she's, I don't know, body surfing in (laughs) Hawaii or something like that. I did like the hidden song that they had on there. I did, too. That was a good song. I did, too. If you don't know what we're talking about, go get Mm -hmm. your CD. It's there. It's (laughs) there. Here's Head Over Feet here on Rock School. I had no choice but to hear you. You stayed here now. Coming out of Canada's angriest young woman. What if she's still angry? Oh, think she's so. still, you don't After think so? After all that money? No. Would you be angry? No, that kind of makes you happy now, doesn't it? And she always is. Every picture I see of her, she's running a marathon or she's body surfing in some beautiful place. Uh-huh. Stop being angry. <laughs> Stop being angry at Dave Coulier. All right. Moving on in 1995, March 31st of 1995. Do you remember when singer Selena 
was shot to death? Yes, I do. One shot did it. Here's what happened. The former head of her fan club, Yolanda Saldivir, Mm-hmm. was found to be taking money from the fan club. Right. So Selena decided to fire her. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that always bothered me. Selena was so hands-on with everything. Instead of sending her father, who was her manager and all of that, right. or sending one of her you know, business managers mm-hmm. to go fire her, Selena did it. Mm-hmm. So Selena meets her at a Days Inn in Corpus Christi, Texas. This is the woman who is one of the top singers... In this world of Latino music, uh-huh. you're meeting this woman at a Days Inn in Corpus Christi, Texas. You're a you're a musician. You're a music star. So what? She's still a human being, though. I get it, that but it seems it seemed like something you sort of farm out to somebody else. Yeah, go but get not the everybody's records. leaders like that, you know. I guess she was supposed to go get the financial records. Yolanda tells Selena that she was raped in Mexico, and Selena takes her to the hospital. They run a full battery of tests and no evidence is found. Well, they both go back to the hotel and Selena demands the records. Give me the records. You're fired. Yolanda pulls out a gun, shoots her once in the shoulder, nicks an artery. (sighs) Selena runs to the lobby. You know, Mm -hmm. the people in the lottery immediately call 911 trying to help. The problem is the wound is too severe Mm -hmm. and she passes away right there. Yolanda's taken into custody after a nine hour standoff with cops and, and that's it. That's, you know, it's sad. 2020 is, is too easy hindsight. I just wonder mm-hmm. why Selena went to go get this well, thing. You never know the kind of relationship they have. That's true. That's true. I agree. Mm-hmm. And one that's a little more fun. September 2nd in 1995, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame building opens in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> you have to go. I've been twice now. One I've day. been twice. I, you you got to go. It's fun. It really is nice. They mm-hmm. did it right. It's a beautiful building. A huge concert is held. A parade through the streets of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Certain sections they didn't go through. But beautiful place. $92 million building designed by I.M. Pace. It's right on the banks of Lake Erie. Again, people laugh. Why is it in Cleveland? Why isn't it in Memphis, Chicago, right. New Orleans, mm-hmm. that kind of thing? Those are more, what do you call it, tourist-friendly cities. Okay. Why is it in Cleveland? Alan Freed. That's oh, okay. the reason. Alan Freed, the disc jockey, supposedly coined the term rock and roll. Did he? No. The term rock and roll has always been attached to the music. However, uh-huh. it was Alan Freed that was able to attach it to the music in terms of the industry. Okay. It was because of Alan Freed that everybody called it rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And Alan Freed started at WJW in Cleveland, thus Bango. And also Cleveland raised a $50 million bond for the building. So uh, there you go. Yep. That's the reason it's there. Cleveland rocks on Rock School. Hello, everybody. Hi, all tonight. This is Alan Freed, the old king of the Moondoggers. And it's time again for another of your favorite rock and roll sessions as you enjoy the Moondog Show. All right, coming into the next break here on Rock School, second break of the show, we got to wrap up 1995 because I have to get to 2015. Right. Which is, you'll be mm, 27, so these are things you'll absolutely know. (laughs) All right. 
In August of 1995, the Battle of Britpop commences with Blur and Oasis Mm -hmm. as they fight for the top spot in the UK. Oasis won the war in the US. Right. Blur only had really one hit. Number two. Woohoo. Love that song. Isn't it named number two? I believe so. Song number two, I think, is what it's called. Yeah. They had a bunch of hits over here. The local magazine in the UK, NME, that's the music magazine over there, played the whole thing like a fiddle, and people just loved it. December 16th, Free as a Bird hits the chart as a new song by John Lennon from the Beatles Anthology, Volume One. Do you know the song? Free as a Bird. I might know it if I heard it. It came out with a wonderful video. If you were a Beatles fan, you could pick the video apart almost frame by frame Mm -hmm. because something like 45 Beatles songs are referenced in it visually. There's a paperback writer. There's a green apple. There's a woman leaving a, a home for the song she's leaving home uh-huh. there's a, a hole in a roof you know i'm fixing a hole where uh-huh. the rain gets in and a blue meanie pops his head out of the roof <laughs> if you get a chance after the show go on youtube and look oh, yeah. up free as a bird mm-hmm. and and watch the video it's really polythene pam is in there mm-hmm. she's so good looking that she looks like a man it's it's very clever there's two people in a car uh having sex uh-huh. for the song why don't we do it in the road. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very clever. So, well, that wraps up 1995. We're going to take a quick break. One minute. Be back. Talk about things that happened in 2015. Wrap up the show. So, back in a minute on Rock School. All right. Coming out of the break, we are now in 2005, 10 years back from this year. Mm-hmm. August 29th of 2005. Ring oh. a bell. Ring a bell? Mm. Ring a Really? No. August 29th in the greater New Orleans area doesn't oh, ring. Oh, oh, Katrina. Hurricane Katrina, yeah. right. Now, I got other stuff to talk about, but mm-hmm. September 2nd, what's 30 days in August? Is that right? I believe so. So that would be what, three days later, four days later, depending okay. on how you count it? A concert for hurricane relief airs on NBC. I don't I don't even think I could have seen it. I don't think we had power at my house for two weeks. I stayed with my parents because we were actually in Disney World when Katrina was supposed to be hitting. Right. We thought it was going to hit Florida. So we came home and I stayed with them. Okay. was Because we stuck it out. I watched, I watched it all on TV. You did. We mm-hmm. just received my son. Oh, wow. Yeah, and my wife was only supposed, because he's adopted. Now, you're getting six weeks off. My son was adopted. We only got two weeks with him. And I know this is going to sound horrible. I know this is going to sound horrible. But Hurricane Katrina Mm -hmm. gave my wife three months with my son. So if there's any good that came out of it, she got three months off from her job. Because at the time, she sold... Uh, product down in New Orleans, and you couldn't get in. Gotcha. So she was supposed to have two weeks, bango, uh-huh. Katrina hits, and it goes on. But, I mean, the, the concert for Hurricane Relief, as I said, uh, there's a concert in, in Madison Square Garden and Radio City Music Hall. There's another one called React Now. So the whole world tried to give us money to help rebuild. Oh, yeah. And I, I can't tell you... I lived through it. You lived through it. Right. And I mean, we're, what, an hour away? Right. And, well, I was here on the North Shore. I mm-hmm. am, we are literally mm, 55 minutes mm-hmm. from the French Quarter. Right. It was scary here. Right. I decided, just for the fun of it, as dumb as that sounds, to run out of my house 
and get in the middle of it <laughs> just to see what it was like. Because that's what we do in Louisiana. I'm six foot four, mm-hmm. 240 pounds. It knocked me on my back. Oh, yeah. And and we're an hour north right. of New Orleans. I, I was... I can't imagine what it was like in the city. Oh, yeah. I was working in Baton Rouge at the time, an hour, almost about an hour and a half away. Yeah. And I mean, it was still rough out there. It was hideous. Here's to another decade without another one of those. Oh, yeah. So, Arlo Guthrie, City of New Orleans here on Rock School. Riding on the city of New Orleans, Illinois Central, Monday morning red. I'll be gone by. Okay, coming out of the city of New Orleans, uh, I really don't have anything to do except in this last break, just begin listing. Mm-hmm. Okay? Go for it. January 22nd, the Tsunami Relief Concert is held at Millennium Stadium, Cardiff, Wales. This is the relief concert for, if you remember, in uh, Phuket, Thailand, the giant tsunami that came ashore. This is what it was for. February 22nd, Brian Welch, guitarist of Korn, leaves the band after converting to Christianity. July 2nd, the Live 8 benefit concerts are held around the world to make poverty history campaign Mm -hmm. aware to the world. They basically want um, major world powers, the Mm -hmm. Live 8, the Big 8, to forgive the debt of the smaller countries. Okay. They didn't do it, but that's what they wanted. Uh, October 7th, Madonna's single, Hung Up. Reaches number seven, mm-hmm. matching Elvis with 31 top 10 singles. Huh. Of course, everyone's been blown out of the water by Glee now, but <laughs> that happened. And finally, November 15th, the Sony BMG copy protection root kit scandal uh-huh. breaks. Do you remember this? I don't. Here's the basic concept. What Sony wanted to do was stop people from copying their discs. So what they did on their CDs was put this little bit of code Uh that if you tried to copy the disc, the disc would say, no, 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 you can't copy me. Ha, 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 ha. Okay, that's fine. I can understand that. The problem was the root kit would alter the user's computer at the absolute operating system level. Oh, when you operate somebody's computer at that level, uh-huh. you open doors. <laughs> and once somebody who knows what they're doing, I'm not that right. computer savvy, knows what they're doing. If your computer had a root kit on it, uh-huh. you made yourself wide open to viruses, uh-huh. malware, hacking, and Sony BMG just caught heck on every single level. Yeah, that was an, that was an absolute cluster yeah right there so and that wraps it up that's everything you need to know that's of any importance from 10 20 30 40 50 60 years back for the year 2015 so you go have a baby i will i'll see you in about a month and a half two months good and as soon as we know if it's a boy or a girl we'll tell everybody here on the radio show sounds good good luck to you and Hey, Happy New Year to everybody out there. That'll do it. Class is dismissed.